Everybody loves a good mystery, right? Today on the Bible Mystery Podcast, we are busting a few myths and laying down some interesting Bible factoids. Welcome in wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Bible Mystery Podcast. Today, we're just kind of doing a hodgepodge episode. The Bible is not trivial. It's an important book. It's the Word of God. But there is interesting trivia about it, and there's a lot of myths out there. Like, there's plenty of myths about what the middle verse of the Bible is and the significance of such a thing, what the middle chapter of the Bible is. What's the longest book of the Bible? What's the shortest book of the Bible? What's the longest chapter of the Bible and the shortest chapter of the Bible? What's the shortest verse in the Bible? The answer to that one might surprise you because it may not be the verse you're thinking about. So along the way, we're going to talk about how chapters and verses were added to the Bible. We're going to graze across several small mysteries that are going to open the door for longer, deeper podcasts in the future. But I think today is going to be a short and sweet episode that'll teach you a lot of things about your mysterious Bible. Thanks for listening, and here we go. So today, we are talking about the Bible itself. The longest verses, the longest books, the shortest books, and the shortest verses, chapters, etc. Here's the thing, though. You need to know this. Originally, when the books of the Bible were written, and keep in mind, the Bible is a collection of 66 books put together. It's not one book. 66 books written by 40 different authors written over hundreds, thousands of years. But when those books were written... There were no verses or chapters in there. Punctuation was different. They were written by hand and not divided up the way we currently read our Bibles. Now, the words haven't been changed, but the chapter divisions and the verses and the way the books are separated and all that, that has actually changed quite a bit. Prior to the 800s, the Bible was divided up in various ways, But it wasn't until around the 800s that some kind of chapter divisions began to come into view. And even then, the chapter divisions found in 800 versions of the Bible, like the Bible of Rorigo, were not anything like what we we have today. We have a guy named Archbishop Stephen Langton to thank for our current divisions of the Bible. And in the early 1200s, I believe it was around 1205, Archbishop Langton divided the Bible up into chapters, which almost completely correspond to the modern chapters we use today. Verses came a good bit after that. Uh, there was uh, a biblical scholar, he was a Dominican named uh, Santi Pagnini, who was one of the first to divide the chapters into verses. But it's re- really Robert Estien in the 1500s that was one of the first to add modern verses to the Bible. And Estienne's system is the one we basically still use today. He printed a 1555 version of the Latin Vulgate that was first to use Bible verses integrated into the text. Prior to that, all of the verses were in the margins. So 
texts and verses certainly make it much easier to tell people what what part of the Bible we're talking about and certainly makes Bible memorization easier, but it is important to keep in mind that those things were not in the original manuscripts. That said, I think it's fair to ask the question, what is the shortest verse in the Bible in terms of our modern verse distinction? So the shortest verse in the Bible, shortest verse in the New Testament, is often thought to be John 11.35, right? Jesus wept. And in most English translations, that's true. That really is the shortest verse. Jesus wept. It has uh, nine letters in the original Greek, but I mean, I'm sorry, in the English, but in the original Greek, it actually has 16 letters, which means it's not the shortest verse in the Greek. There is a shorter one. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. In the English, rejoice always. In the Greek, 14 letters. But even 1 Thessalonians 5.16 is not the original shortest verse in the original language. That honor goes to Luke chapter 20, verse 30, which says, and the second. It's from a, uh, an extended a section where Jesus is being verbally challenged by the Sadducees. And uh, the verse goes, now there were seven brothers and the first took a wife and died childless and the second and the third married her. And in the same way, all seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died also. And you can actually see in this particular passage how the the, the person, STN, in this instance, didn't do a perfect job in dividing the Bible up into verses. You say, wait a minute, are you saying there's an error in the Bible? No, I'm not really saying that. First of all, the I, n- almost nobody who considers the Bible the inspired word of God considers the chapter divisions and the verse divisions actually inherently inspired by God. Because, you know, they came 14, 1200, 13, 14, 1500 years after the, the Bible was written. They were, they were added later. And you find a few areas where you th- kind of scratch your head and think, man, what were you thinking here? STN, dividing the Bible into verses in this particular way. But overall, he did a great job. So who am I to quibble? But there you go. That and the second. Luke 20, verse 30, is the shortest verse in the Greek New Testament with 12 letters. Now that is, of course, according to the Greek Westcott and Hort text, If you're a King James only person, you don't pay any attention to that particular text. You go to the Greek text known as the Textus Receptus. And in that particular one, it is 1 Thessalonians 5.16, Rejoice Always, which is the uh, shortest verse in the Greek. So Jesus wept is third, uh, and the second is first. Now, what's the longest verse in the Bible? Well, there's also sort of a wavery answer to that question as well. Again, considering that the verse divisions are much newer. Esther 8.9 is the longest verse in the Masoretic text of the Bible. It has 78 words. That is a long verse. 78 words. But in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which only recently, in the last hundred years or so, have been unearthed, several manuscripts uh, found at Qumran of 1 Samuel 11 
demonstrate some verse divisions there that are even longer than Esther 8.9. So what's the longest verse in the Bible? I think it's fair to say Esther 8.9, but we might want to put a little caveat there. Now, talking about the shortest and longest chapter in the Bible, maybe back in the 90s, I think this email has been going around since at least then, maybe longer than that, maybe you got the following in your inbox. And I want to tell you right up front, it is an urban legend. And when I say urban legend, I mean it's fake. But here's how the email usually goes. Question, what is the shortest chapter in the Bible? Answer, Psalm 117. That's true. Question, what is the longest chapter in the Bible? Answer, Psalm 119. Question, which chapter is in the exact center of the Bible? Answer, Psalm 118. Not true. Fact, there are 594 chapters before Psalm 118, which is not true. There are, fact, it says the email, there are 594 chapters after Psalm 119. Also not true. And these chapters together, the total is 1188. Question, what is the center verse of the Bible? Answer, the center verse of the Bible is Psalm 118.8, which is not true. Continuing to read the email, the next time someone says they would like to find God's perfect will for their life and they want to be in the center of his will, just send them Psalm 118.8, which says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Well... Here's the thing. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in emails forwarded by your dear old sweet Aunt Agnes, who it was forwarded to her by some other person. Because the fact of the matter is Psalm 118.8 is not the middle verse of the Bible. It's close, but it's not there. If you're talking about the King James Version of the Bible, which has 31,102 verses, which is an even number, that means the middle verse of the Bible is going to have to be two verses. And the middle verses are Psalm 103, 1 and 2, which Psalm 103, 1 and 2 says, My soul praise Yahweh which is the Hebrew name for God. And all that is within me, praise his holy name. My soul, praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. You know what? That's good advice too. So what are the five shortest books of the Bible in terms of words? Oh, here's a list of the five shortest and quickest to read books in the Bible. Number five is the book of Jude, 461 words. Number four, the book of Obadiah in the Old Testament, 440 words. Number three, the book of Philemon, 335 words. Number two, the book of 2 John, 245 words. And the undisputed champion of shortest books of the Bible is the epistle of 3 John with a mere 219 words. How about the longest books in the Bible? Well, most of the longest books in the Bible, in fact, all of the longest books in the Bible are, at least the top five, are in the Old Testament, starting with the book of Exodus, second book in the Bible, 25,957 words, which is 25,700 and something words more than the shortest book in the Bible. The fourth longest book in the Bible is the book of Ezekiel, a major prophet with just under 30,000 words. 
The third longest book in the Bible is the one that most people think is the longest book in the Bible because it has 150 chapters, but Psalms, in terms of words, has 30,147 words. There are two books in the Bible that have more words than that. Can you guess them? And time's up. The second longest book in the Bible is the book of Genesis and the beginning. 32,000 words, a little maybe 32,046 words. That's a lot of words, but it's not the most. In fact, the longest book in the Bible in terms of words is the book of the major prophet Jeremiah with just over 33,000 words. That one's going to take you a while to read. How many chapters in the Bible? By most counts, 1,189. A little over 6,000 commands in the Bible. 6,400 and something, depending on how you divide them up. How many verses of fulfilled prophecy? Well over 3,000. Three and a half million plus letters in the Bible. Just under a million, 783,000 words in the Bible. The longest book in terms of chapters, Psalm 150. The longest chapter in terms of verses is Psalm 119. The longest name in the Bible. Anybody got any guesses on that? Yes? Yes, you in the car. You got it right. Maher Shalal Hashbaj from the book of Isaiah 8.1 is often considered the longest name in the Bible. But some Hebrew versions of uh, of Bible names might even be longer than that when there's a bit of a debate. The middle books of the Bible, Micah and Nahum. Number of books overall in the Bible, 66. Number of different authors, depending on how you count the author of Hebrews, is around 40. Number of languages the Bible has been translated into, well over 1,000. In fact, well, well over 1,200. Number of promises given in the Bible, at least 1,200. The number of times the word L-O-R-D appears, again, depending on your translation, many translations translate the Hebrew name Yahweh, I am that I am, as Lord. And in that case, you're going to get something in the neighborhood of 7,700 times in the Old and New Testament that that word appears, which is more than the word God appears, 3,300 plus times. Number of questions in the Bible 3,294, and as said earlier, the number of verses in the Bible is, depending on how you divide them up, in the neighborhood of 31,000. So, a little bit of Bible trivia today. Not a ton of meat, but make no mistake about it. The Bible is not trivial. So I want to close with two verses, two passages, that is, in the New Testament that point us to the importance of the Word of God. One I bet you're familiar with abundantly if you've grown up in the church, Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from him. Interesting. It goes from talking about the word of God to God himself. I think there's a lot of meat in that. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Final verse, Revelation 19. This beautiful picture of Jesus the warrior preparing to come back. 
Verse 11, Revelation 19, verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened, writes John, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True, and he judges and makes war in righteousness. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and many crowns were on his head. He had a name written that no one knows except himself. He wore a robe stained with blood, and his name is the Word of God. Fascinating, right? So, somehow, some way, as John tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Somehow, some way, Jesus, the Word of God, is in the Bible. So, when we read the Bible, we're not merely reading about Jesus, we are encountering Jesus somehow, some way. I don't fully understand that, but He is the Word of God. He is. Uh, his name is the Word of God. He is in the Word of God. He is living and active. Maybe that'll blow your mind for a little bit. I say all that to say the Bible is not trivial, although we've had some hopefully fun Bible trivia today. Today.